Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. We are taping from the My Policy Quote Studios here in Swickley, Pennsylvania. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, Mr. Adam Zaluth. Today's guests are Rick Mitchell, sports expert, entertainer, uh, former legendary coach of the Raiders softball team. And we have Nick Kaplack, multi-championship uh, baseball coach in Medina, Ohio. And both of them are wrestling experts as well. And that's series two today of the wrestlers, great wrestlers of the 70s and 80s. This week, we're going to go over four of them. And they are Roddy Piper, Kerry Von Eric, Rocky Johnson, and Jimmy Snuka. Okay, Nick, let's start off with you, Roddy Piper. The first thing you think about when you think about Roddy Piper. I think about Piper's pit and just adding a little bit of edge to wrestling when we were younger. And, you know, you saw him in the magazines early and you would read about him and stuff. But then all of a sudden, he shows up on the WWF and this guy doesn't have a filter. And before you know it. You know, he hits Snook in the head with the coconut. He goes after Andre with the the legend or the uh, giant killer T-shirt. Right. Um, he goes after Bruno. So here's a guy that just stirs everything up and brings on brings on a lot of heat. And then what was really weird is you got a you got a heel bringing on heat, and everybody loved him. You know, I'm, I remember being a kid and. and it was weird in the 80s because all just mainstream, regular adult people were watching wrestling because, you know, it, it when Hulk Hogan came on the scene and, the, you know, they had the rock and roll thing, the Cindy Lauper thing, all that. People were watching mainstream and they loved Roddy Piper. He, the more heinous stuff he did, the more they liked him. Um, I, I never met anybody that said they didn't like Roddy Piper. Rick, first thing that comes to mind when you think of Roddy Piper? Certainly one of the most, and and this is going to sound funny, but one of the most underrated talkers. You talk about the greatest talkers uh, and the greatest guys on the mic. I mean, certainly wrestling skills, certainly in-ring skills. But one of the the most, uh, more underrated guys on the mic. I mean, you, you, you talk about Ric Flair. You talk about managers like Bobby Heenan. And, and Lou Albano, but, but Piper was unbelievably good on the mic. And, and one of the, one of the quotes that I'll, I don't know if he came up with it, but, but it's, it's certainly um, attributed to him is just when they think they have all the answers, I change the question. That's one of my favorite quotes. And, and, and I, I don't know if anybody said it before him, but it certainly, yeah. Uh, it was attributed to him, but yeah, and, and going on with what Nick said, that rock and wrestling thing, people talk about Hogan, Mr. T, Cindy Lauper, but without Piper, I don't think it happened. I don't think, I don't think he gets nearly the traction and nearly the heat. So yeah, I mean, he's, 
he's one of the all-time greats. I mean, maybe not on my Mount Rushmore, but on the second incarnation, he probably would be. Without question, uh, first of all, he said that after he beat up Frank Williams, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the things we're going to do on this series of wrestlers of the 70s, we are going to talk about the guys like the Frank Williams and the Charlie Fultons and those guys, too. And we're going to talk about tag teams. We're going to talk about managers. But you talk about Mike skills. For me, just off the top of my head, the best guys in the mic that you just it was better than their wrestling almost was Piper, Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Don Morocco, yeah. and uh, and I, I love Snooka's interviews, but we're going to get to him a little later. But Piper, yeah. I, the, the, you're right. Uh, both of you are right, Nick, when you said about the magazines, you know, you read about them, and uh, then you saw him a little bit in the NWA when he busted Briscoe's head open. He had a roll of quarters uh, in, his, uh, in his hand, and then he said he didn't put them there. Somebody threw them in there. But he was just, he was just great. And he was, you believed him, you know, you really believed that he was pissed off that he really wanted to, he didn't like Mr. T. He didn't like Hogan. Um, and, uh, and he was a good wrestler, but Mike wise, man, Piper's pit was just a brilliant thing. The way he would just bust everybody's chops. Um, now how about rivalries? What were some of the rivalries of Piper that, 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 that he's connected to with you guys, Nick, you know, Piper kind of set up a rivalry with, with, uh, you know, a lot of people and they made that the main deal whenever Piper would, would, would mix up a, a feud with somebody, but I really enjoyed the Andre, the giant one. Um, that, that was pretty good. Um, Hogan was good. I mean, the, the list goes on just about anybody that, that he got into it with. I mean, and just like building up to things, um, when, when, uh, mean Gene Okerlund stopped in at their gym one time. Oh, that was and he, great. And, and he had Orndorff and, and, those yeah. guys, and they're like, they told you not to come here. That's and then right. They, they beat yeah. the snot out of Oakland. Um, so no, they beat up any... some guy who said, you need some help. And they beat the hell out of him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but anybody that he went up against, it was, um, and then, you know, and I know I'm going away from the question here, but like even the bagpipes, you know, when yeah, you're a yeah. kid, and you hear the bagpipes, you come in. And I remember when he fought Hogan, I, I want to say it was like a Saturday night's main event or something. And he came in and just started throwing, you know, just haymakers left and right. It was, uh, you know, it, just about anybody. He would make any feud um, into in something, uh, you know, believable and, and pretty, um, pretty intense. I think it was the, it was February 18th of 85 when they did the, uh, the war to settle the score, which I still watch that. That's when he brought the bagpipes. But I still remember he, when he smashed Albano in the head with that gold record or, or oh, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was just. Uh, we we yeah. still do that. Anything, oh, yeah. And people, like, sort of, I'll be like, you go to give somebody an award, and, you, and that's yep. what you think of. You think exactly. of, uh, you know, putting it over their <laughs> head. <laughs> Rick, what are some of the rivalries uh, he, uh, that, that come well, to mind? Besides the obvious. You know, he and Hogan. Um, there was stuff before his run in the WWF that was right. in WWE that were that were really really good. I mean, it's, it, it's stuff that when he was um, uh, he didn't he have a uh, I think he had a run with uh, with Tommy Rich and he had just uh, talk about before like before the WWE fan, WWF fans WWE fans really knew who he was. 
except for those of us who were gigantic nerds, like Nick was saying, reading the magazines and all that stuff. Uh, before we got, uh, before we, you could watch wrestling from different territories, you know, right. in, in Pittsburgh in the in late seventies and the eighties. Um, but he had, he had a ton of different heat with, with a bunch of different guys. But the one, the one I remember the best after the Hogan feud, um, was when Flair came to the WWF. Oh yeah. And, and it, it was, it, there, there was this, just right away for some reason, uh, Piper was, uh, doing commentary. I can't remember yeah, why yeah. I can't remember if it was hurt or, or, or they, there was some, there was some, you know, uh, storyline that they were doing that he, he couldn't wrestle or he wasn't wrestling, but Flair came out and he came to the, he came to the announcer's table and right away, because they had had he, you know, 10 years before, I mean, in, in, in the NWA, but it, it was, it was the best. It was right away. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, forget about Flair and Hogan. I want to see Flair and Piper, you right. know, that, that was, that was the big thing. And I, I loved their, I wish it had lasted longer, um, <laughs> which they, they could have really made a, a, a long, long drawn out thing with it. But, uh, that was, uh, that was really, really good. Um, and but they're like Nick said, there were so many of them that, that you you know it's hard to pinpoint one. But the the Flair the Flair and Piper uh, feud was was one of my favorites. The one you're referring to before the WWF days E days uh, that was big time was Piper against Valentine. It was the dog collar match. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think uh, Piper actually suffered some permanent uh, ear damage from that. Um, but then you know the the one thing you know. Yeah. Nick mentioned earlier about Piper against Andre, Piper against Hogan, and Piper against yeah. Bruno and Snuka. I remember when I was still watching it, Rick, and so were you, the Jericho, um, Austin, and The Rock. Well, I, I, let me go back. There's a book, a wrestling book that I bought years ago, and they would have Bruno's rivals, right? And he had like 10, 20, and this guy mm-hmm. had 15 rivals. The Jericho Rock Austin era, unless I'm wrong, they only had like a couple, like three. They seemed like they fought each other and that was it. But uh, even, you know, in the 80s still, they were fighting, uh, you know, just a variety of different fighters because there were so many great personalities. Uh, But yeah, Piper set up the feuds to go a lot longer back then. Yes. Yeah. You know, where where it wasn't just they just didn't jump from pay per view to pay per view and then they were done. They, They set them up for you know, a year or maybe two years with this stuff. That's right. You know, another thing too, that pops into mind, the Lord Alfred Hayes smack. Uh, (laughs) I I remember Tom and I, Tom DeNuno and I, we watched that over and over and over on a VCR (laughs) to see if he really slapped him. Cause we said, there's no way he slapped him. No way. And he, he did slap. Then there was a great interview from a guy from Canada. Oh, he caught him flush. Then there was a guy, he had the sweet spot of the hand. Then there was a guy, you got to look it up. It was when Piper was going to fight Salvatore Belomo, right? And there was a, in Canada, and there was a Canadian announcer, and he was very good. He seemed very good. And, but he kept saying, you know, uh, Piper kept saying, oh, Belomo's garbage. And the guy said, he's not garbage. And, and Piper said, yeah, he is garbage. And he says, no, he's not garbage. And he touched Piper, and Piper hauled off and slapped him so hard and the guy went down and you could hear the cameraman in the back oh hey and then piper somehow not only slapped him but he caught the mic 
it was it was <laughs> unbelievable. You got to look it up on YouTube. Piper slaps reporter. Or, or announcer, whatever the hell it was, oh. but uh, he he was one. Of, he was great. He he just he did his job where he he upset everybody, and then when he kind of uh, booted, uh, he didn't kick her, but he kind of booted Cindy Lauper. He body slammed Dave Wolf that time, he, her manager, and of course yeah. he beat up Frank Williams what, and smashed. Smoke. What did he, say? Claudia? What did he say to Bruno to set him off? I uh, I can't recall. Oh, you you but know were, what he said. That's why. What did he, <laughs> what did he say? He said. What did he say? He called him a cat black. <laughs> oh, that's the worst that would thing. Really set, that's that the would worst really thing you can call off. somebody. If you call somebody a cat black, that, that, that's it. The gloves are coming off. <laughs> I think Bruno, just like just like the Larry Zabisco thing last time we talked. I think Bruno started that. He he said something well, under his breath to Piper to get. You him don't up. like Italians, even though you're dying to be one. <laughs> you don't like Italians, so you're gonna blame Bruno for everything, or the Italians for everything. All right. Well, we I definitely. I, I, I try to watch. I don't know what he says. I, it's the volume. It just doesn't work. You can't. Help I, I, oh, well. I, again, he called him a cap, line, which is which is a bad thing. But uh, all right. Well, when we come That's back, we're gonna talk. Slur. It, it can be. It can be any slur. But uh, there's no doubt. Piper was one of the best. Unfortunately, he passed in 2015. I believe he was 61 years old. He had cancer. But uh, what a personality. And I, I'm with you guys. I mean, Albano did his part for the rock and roll, uh, the rock and roll thing. And, and obviously, Cindy Lauper. But without and Hogan and T, that was all great. But Piper was the guy that just brought everything. You had to have a bad guy. You know, and he was... He was the best. He was the best. Um, Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about Rocky Johnson. Right back on the Claudio Rosano Show with Nick Kaplack and Rick Mitchell. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad, and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's, the hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. How much was your tax penalty for your health insurance last year? Were you told your health premium was going to be something, then you wound up paying a huge tax penalty? Are you tired of being lied to about your premium and then getting stuck in the penalty box? 
Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412 609 9963. Okay, welcome back to the Claudio Relsano show. And I forgot to do the lead into the commercials about my book and the YouTube channel, but I'll get it after our next break. All right. Uh, Rocky Johnson. Uh, Rick, we'll start with you. Your thoughts when I when I say Rocky Johnson, what comes to your mind? Besides the rock. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, unfortunately, or fortunately, we're depending on your perspective, he has become the rock's father, you know, and and that's a shame because he was the first, uh, the first uh, part of the first African American tag team champions with Tony Atlas, and uh, uh, just he was he was when we were kids he was impressive. I mean he was a big guy but fast, could move. He was I know he was a boxer um, and, and all that. But uh, when when he and Tony Atlas uh, teamed up, it was just holy crap. These guys are huge. These guys are put together. I can't believe they didn't have a longer run as champions, and I can't believe they didn't have multiple runs as champions. Now, I know, from what I understand, hearing Tony Atlas interviews, he he wasn't, you know, they they didn't really get along, or, or uh, you know, Rocky Johnson was a little dismissive of Tony Atlas's uh, his his um, you know uh, his his ability because uh, he he was still a relatively young wrestler at that time because that was early '80s, I think, late '70s, early '80s when they had their title run. Um, but he was, he, he always seemed like, you know, uh, just a guy that you, 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 when, when he came on TV, you're like, okay, wait, I got to watch this, you know, cause he's a guy that could move. He was a big, big guy, but he could move and he was light on his feet and all that stuff. It just, it was, a, it was, um, just one of those guys that he was always one of my favorite guys back then, uh, along with guys like Putski and. And, and Tony Atlas, because they were just so well put together, you know, and they moved so well in the ring. Right. Nick, thoughts of Rocky Johnson? You know, Rocky Johnson, you know, they beat, he and Tony Atlas beat Alpha and Sika. And at the time, the Samoans were um, were pretty darn good. And, you, you know, oh, you had yeah. Fuji and Saito, and, and you had, Actually, back then, Mike Sharp, Playboy Buddy Rose were a tag team. You you had a tag teams were were a big deal. Went into the tag team belt back then, and I remember my my thoughts are when they won the belt. I remember the interview after winning the belt where they were like crying and, right. and you know doing that kind of thing. And um, did a um, but always like one of the first big guys that could actually move like a high flyer that was That's right. That's was right. was big um and he always had a little extra something with his punches and his chops and, and stuff like that which you know i remember that but interesting thing is like he got the name rocky johnson um he actually took that from you know if, if you look i heard a story where you know he came up with the name mixing rocky marciano and boxer jack johnson so he mixed the two to make Rocky Johnson. So that's kind of a neat uh, throw in there that um, where, where he came up with the name. But the um, kind of you know Rock has next time show. you have a throw in, Nick. Wait till you're asked. But go on. 
I was uh, Adam asked me. Adam texted me and asked me to get a throw it. He said, he said, we need a throw. We got to spice things up. So I said, all right, I got one. Right. And, and you may check it, you may not check it. He may, he might not even like Rocky Marciano. That's right. We, we're gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna put it in there. But he also, you get to see him when, he, uh, you know, with The Rock when he was his dad or whatever at the uh, that show that The Rock has. It's kind of funny at times. So. But yeah, you know, Rocky Johnson, great wrestler. Tony Atlas kind of carried him a little bit with his name, but you know, Rocky Johnson then eventually, you know, became big time. I, I want to say that was in eighty, late eighty three, when they won the title. But I, I, Rick, you're right. They only defended it, I think, actually defended it, like twice. They didn't have it yeah. long, and um, I don't know why because they were extremely popular. They were great to watch. You know, and, and then you said something about Rocky being uh, light on his feet. He was a beautiful a, a, as a scout. And Nick, I or Nick, I know that you watch athletes the same way. You you look at their feet. I mean, this guy was just floated, a fantastic athlete. Um, and then he could do all the somersaults off the ground and all that kind of stuff. I liked the way he threw his punches. He had a great look. Uh, I liked his interviews as well. I mean, he really did have the total package. I, I'm surprised, for some reason, God knows what's in their minds. I mean, who knows who was running this show as far as back then? Uh, I, I guess maybe Patterson still had, you know, his hands and things and all that. But uh, why they didn't give him at least an intercontinental shot for a while, um, you know, because it was Morocco. Yeah, absolutely right. Why yeah. didn't they give him a bigger push? For a singles title, maybe not the heavyweight title. I don't know that. You know, I'm not sure that would have worked out. But yeah, why not an intercontinental push? I I, I never understood yeah. that. You're right. Yeah. And during that era, it was uh, well. It started off obviously with Patterson, Patera, um, Pete Morales, and Don Morocco, and Valentine and Santana. Uh, no, yeah. San, yeah, Santana had it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he had. It. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, Rocky was. I mean, no offense to Santana, but Rocky, in my opinion, was. Uh, I, I liked Rocky more, but I, I don't think that it would the title would have lost any prestige or anything with Rocky. But um, again, they should have for sure, like you said, Rick, had the tag team at least multiple times. Like the Samoans had it multiple times, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they were they were I thought they were great. Rocky Johnson loved wa- ro- uh, watching him, and unfortunately, he passed away at age seventy six in, in twenty twenty of pulmonary embolism. So um, another one of our childhood uh, guys, as you always say, Rick passed away. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about Jimmy Superfly Snooka. And before we go, we're going to thank our sponsors, Roscoe hearing and allergy care center, Dom's pizzeria and sports bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania called Dom at 412-372-3667. Criminal defense attorney, Eric Jackson, Lori with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel call Eric at 412-963-9308. My policy quote, call Lou Ragianti on his cell phone at 412-609-9963 and, or visit mypolicyquote.com. I deal with Lou all the time. Gave me great insurance. Make sure you get a hold of Lou. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that on my website at claudiorelsano.com, the Robinson Barnes & Noble, or Barnes & Noble on Amazon online. 
The Boxing Authorities, the best boxing show out there with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokin' Jim Frazier. Check us out on Channel Box. Click on WBC Live. Another podcast I do, the Pennsylvania Basketball Coaches Association podcast on www.pa-bca.org. Um, I, my, my YouTube channel, Claudio Relsano TV on YouTube, and there's a few new shows coming up. I just got asked to do a radio show today. I will announce that uh, probably. I didn't even tell Rick and Nick yet about that. But um, I'm going to uh, – will off the air. But I'll tell every, all you guys once it's official – and uh, don't forget about the new podcast I'm going to be doing on a new network. I will I will uh, update you guys on that. And ClintonHurdle.com. Go to that website. The former pirate manager. He's a current front office with the Colorado Rockies for leadership messages and inspirational notes. ClintonHurdle.com. We'll be right back with Nick Kaplack and Rick Mitchell. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. How much was your tax penalty for your health insurance last year? Were you told your health premium was going to be something, then you wound up paying a huge tax penalty? Are you tired of being lied to about your premium and then getting stuck in the penalty box? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412 609 9963. Okay, guys, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Nick, it's all yours. So you can, I remember being like in second grade and kids coming back from the matches. And I, I don't know what we would talk about it. It would be at the Civic Arena. And the main thing people would talk about is, and we're, we're young kids, we'd be talking about Superfly Snooker coming from the top rope. And how he can do that splash without hurting himself. Right. <laughs> and we went through it yeah. over and over. And, and we're little kids talking about this. And, and it's just something that kind of carries on. Now, you know, he took it over the top when he did the, did the super fly from the um, top of the steel cage. 
also remember he's one of the only guys back then him him and the Tonga kid that didn't wear shoes in the ring um so some stuff like that kind of stood out um phenomenal chop phenomenal headbutt is is what I, what I remember also um so yeah Jimmy Snooker is one of the I would say one of the greatest ever and I'm not sure if he ever held what titles he actually ever held, but I don't remember him in the WWF having a world title or intercontinental title. He um, didn't, with, but I, in the other NWA, he had the United States belt a few times, but he was one of those guys, just like it was said that Vinnie Paz, George Foreman, and Mike Tyson, they didn't need a belt to, uh, to sell out the house. Piper and Snuka, and I'm sure there's a couple other ones, but those are the two guys that jump out at me that didn't need a belt to sell the house, Nick. Right. And that's, you know, I said it last, uh, last show too, that back then, you know, if Snooker was, if Snooker was at a show, you were to stay off the top rope. It was safe for that moment when he was going to, you know, give a splash, right. you know, from the top rope. Um, but you know, not very many people, I think one, you think of one person or maybe two people ever got up from that, that splash. That was the other thing back then if you landed your until Hulk Hogan, if you landed your big maneuver, it was <laughs> the match was over. Right. And now, unless somebody cheated or a guy got distracted and gave time, but until Hulk Hogan, now Hulk Hogan, you know, he, you know, going back, he did the, the 1978 Bill Bixby every time he was, he got a finisher <laughs> and he, he, right. um, you know, turned into the Hulk and, and did that thing. And, and you, it was, it was predictable, but, um, I can't remember. I, I watched it. I can't remember who got up from the actual splash. And it actually, well, that, I think back. Oh, well, I don't know if anybody got up from it, but they moved away. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't but know I'm, if anybody actually got up. In, in, I thought Backlund yeah, got up from it. I, I thought Backlund it, got hit with it, but he got up with it. I can't, I could be wrong about that. Though. I know the one at the civic arena that I saw in 82. He, I think he moved. Uh, I don't remember him getting hit with it, but um, okay. I do remember that matchup. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Finish up. No, and you remember from the magazines, they would have the picture from like down in the corner of the ring with him up like midair doing it. Oh, and, yeah. And you know, back then we didn't see anybody get that high off of off of a rope, and it was just you. You actually like you know kind of. The thing was, you wonder how he didn't hurt himself. And then, you know, we were doing that, trying to do that in the swimming pool all the time type of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, great, uh, great memory. Your thoughts on Jimmy Snuka? I, I, I remember the, the one thing that stands out among many things is when Snuka was a heel, he was untouchable. Yeah, that's what I was know? thinking. And, and, that. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and McMahon did this to a, a few guys. But when Snooker was a heel, he was a monster. Right. Like he he would squash everybody, right? And except in the house shows where he would take damage, and there would be you know, but people didn't see that on TV. You just saw this monster heel that no matter what anybody did to him, he didn't move, he didn't budge. Now when he became a, a baby face, <laughs> then all of a sudden he was taking huge damage. He couldn't take a you know, hit anymore, would, right? Exactly. He he would he somebody would chop him and he'd drop. It's like whoa whoa wait a minute wait a minute where's this where's this monster that you know a month ago that was that was uh, impervious to pain you know but anyway uh, that always stuck with me. 
but he, but I know you had mentioned uh, Nick about not having any titles in the WWF, but I know he had had, um, he and Crippler Stevens definitely That's had right. uh, some That's tag right. titles in the NWA and, and like Claude said, I think he had a U.S. title in the NWA. Um, and, and he might've had some smaller, you know, smaller, uh, smaller, um, territories titles as well. But, um, I remember, um, uh, actually seeing him in person with, with Claudio, uh, he was, he was somewhere local and he was wrestling somewhere local. And this is at the end of his career. Was that when we saw, Um, we went to go see Vinny up in Mount Washington. Yes, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I, I was shocked at how, I don't want to say small. He wasn't a small man, but he was a lot smaller than I thought he was. Yeah. Like he was, he was very, I mean, lean, he was cut, he was all that stuff, but he wasn't a big man. And I was really surprised because they made him look like a giant on TV. Like he would, I don't know if he would, the, the jobbers that he was wrestling were so small or whatever, but I mean, he he wasn't as big as I thought he was going to be. Now he almost broke my hand when I shook his hand. He was really strong, Huge but hands, uh, I think yeah. be, I think it was because you know Claudio was egging him on because I didn't pay five bucks for the Polaroid <laughs> of him. That's but right. Whatever, that's fine. <laughs> but um, but I always liked Snuka. I always I always uh, even when he was a heel, he was one of those guys that transcended the the babyface heel thing. You, again, like like kind of Nick into that when he was on TV, you watched, you were you you stayed there, you watched, you, you wanted to see what he would do, and he, if not for Snuka, there's no high flyers these days. There's none of these guys that are doing the stuff that they're doing off the top. The Hurricane Rana's off the top rope and all that stuff. They're they're doing none of that without Snuka as as the guy that was doing it 30, 35 years before that. But but the thing about Snuka's. He had charisma. He did it in such yeah. a way where he would flip, you know, his wrist and do the I love you sign and he would stay up there. And then, like Nick said, he would be like flat when he landed on you. Right. Yeah. The, these guys today are doing all these triple jumps and all these acts, all that crazy. But to me, they are not as impressive. They're, they're great. They're impressive. I could never do it. But Snooker was a little bit different. He did it in a certain charismatic way. But we talked about rivalries just off the top of my head. Morocco, if you remember that time. Uh, he was interviewing with Buddy Rogers, and he said, he's got the nerve. Remember, uh, Snook had just walked uh, into the ring, right? And then uh, yeah. and he, he's, you know, he, spat, he spit on him, and then that's when Snooker took <laughs> off and jumped off the rope, right? He beat him up. And then um, it, it was funny because when there was an uh, empty arena and McMahon was interviewing Snooker, he was egging him on. Then he, he was going, Jimmy, but he spat on you. And Jimmy starts getting all wound up. Calm down, Jimmy. <laughs> Well, you're pissing them off. You're bringing it up, right? And then, then the then the uh, Piper feud, of course, with the coconut. The Albano feud, yeah. which was great. When uh, remember when Albano said he bought two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars worth of parking lots or something like that. And, oh, I lost it. That's I lost his money and he, he left. And then uh, Buddy Rogers goes, Jimmy. You're broke. The money's all gone. <laughs> and then, then Snooker goes, well, you be my manager. I mean, that's why your money's gone, because you don't interview anybody. You just ask somebody to be your manager, right? <laughs> and then, um, and then of course, uh, uh, Ray Stevens was a great one, too. But w- when we saw him at Mount Washington, Vinny, I think, was the co- Vince Kaplack, Nick's brother, was, uh, what, 11-time uh, champion, uh, wrestling champion, obviously, NWA junior 
uh, heavyweight champion as well. But Vinny was the yeah. co-main event, I believe, that day. And um, yeah. so we, we got to see Snooker. But, you know, like you said, man, when, when you seen him, just like, wow. But another thing about him, and I think you guys will agree, his interviews, when he fought uh, Playboy Buddy Rose, he goes, Playboy Buddy Rose, you pay your due to me. <laughs> and then he would say he would say stuff that made no damn sense. But they were great <laughs> interviews. Remember that one time he snapped on TNT and he says, the truth, Bretta. Like, uh, nobody knew what the hell the truth was. <laughs> he made no sense. But it was great. And we listened to every word. And yeah. we can still remember his interviews yeah. to this day. And that was 40 years ago, 40, 41, yeah. 42 years ago. And I remember seeing yeah. him at Pacific Arena fight Backlund in the cage match. And yeah. everybody was, I'll be honest with you, everybody was pulling for snooker. Everybody. Yeah. Do you remember when Morocco did that, you know, what you referenced? Snooker jumps over the top rope, hits Morocco. Yeah. And the funniest thing to me is Snooker rips his clothes off. And yeah. under and wrestling clothes, trunks. Morocco yeah. has, <laughs> he has his blue wrestling trunks under his dress clothes. I was cracking yeah. up. And they and always the guy, did that. The guys, the guys who were trying to hold Snooker back while, while Morocco's banging him in the head with a mic was uh, Frank Williams. But who was the guy, damn it? He, he, Vinny wrestled with him a bunch of times. Nick. Oh, my God. It's on the tip of my tongue. Vinny's going to listen to this. He's oh. going to kill me. Oh, he said, um, he said his name. He's from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was I can't to he, he Kenny fought Jugan. A, yes, Kenny Jugan. Very good. Kenny Jugan. There you okay. go. Now, of yeah. all, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna help Snooker. You're gonna stop him. You know. <laughs> but if you remember, they put a big X. They put a big X on the screen. Um, yes. Because he was bleeding so bad. But he was just. Great. And then he was a little bit he was a little bit a part of WrestleMania one, which I think they could have used him better for WrestleMania one, to be honest with you. That would have made that much, much better of a card. But, you know, whatever his issues were, he was one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. And he well, was one of the all time. I, I think the ultimate warrior went to the Jimmy Snuka school of promos because he said stuff that didn't make any sense either. And we're thinking, right. no, Snuka did this 20 years ago. You know? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, he's another guy that I have to write down. Or maybe I did. I I had to write down uh, Orndorff and uh, Ultimate Warrior. We're going to talk about him eventually too. I'm sorry, Nick. No, I was going to say the other thing that that as a kid you learned from Jimmy Snuka was your geography. Like yeah. they go from you know Fiji Island. So That's like right. as a kid you get a map out and you're trying to find where Fiji Island is. You're trying right. to find out where Tonga is. Auckland, New Zealand. Is, Let me wait. Um, stop right there. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Real yeah. quick. Where is, okay, both of you. Where is Jericho from? Nick. I don't know. Okay, Rick. Canada. Okay, very good. I don't know exactly where, where in Canada, okay, but now, he's from Canada. Where is Mike Secluna from? The Isle of Malta. Thank you. <laughs> say, Nick hit it on the head. Where was S.D. Joan from? Uh, uh, Atlanta, or Philadelphia. What Philadelphia? Or, or Philadelphia. Antigua. Oh, Antigua. That's right. Yeah. Antigua. And, or Philadelphia, yeah. depending on Philadelphia. That's right. But Nick hit it on the head. Why the hell yeah. do we know where these guys were from back then? Now we see these. I mean, I don't watch it anymore. But like mm. uh, again, maybe I'm wrong. Do you guys know where Roman Reigns is from? <sighs> no. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Or, I don't know. Or, or Green Tree, but that's another story. 
Uh, <laughs> when we come back, when we come back, we're going to end it with Carrie Vaughn, Eric. Uh, first, we're going to hear a message from our great sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric jackson Lori, My policy quote, call Lou Ragianti at 412-609-9963 or visit mypolicyquote.com. Don't forget about my book. You can get it on my website, easiest way. Uh, the Boxing Authorities with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokin' Jim Frazier on uh, go to Channel Box and click on WBC Live. It's the best boxing TV show out there. Trust me. The Pennsylvania Basketball Coaches Association podcast, which I host, go to www.pa-bca.org. Claudio Rosado TV on YouTube. I promise I'm going to put new stuff up. My Our new shows, I, I, I'm going to be doing a radio show here soon. I will tell you about that. Going to be involved partnering up to do a new podcast network and doing a new business show on that network. I will fill you in on that as soon as I as soon as we finalize it, which is getting close. And ClintHurdle.com, former Pirates manager, former Major League Baseball player, front office with the Colorado Rockies. If you want good leadership and uh, inspirational notes every day. Go to clinhurdle.com. Right back with Nick Kaplack and Rick Mitchell. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. How much was your tax penalty for your health insurance last year? Were you told your health premium was going to be something, then you wound up paying a huge tax penalty? Are you tired of being lied to about your premium and then getting stuck in the penalty box? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412 609 9963. Okay, guys, Carrie Von Eric, uh, obviously from the famous uh, Von Eric family. I, unlike you, Nick, and Vinny, who used to watch, uh, you guys live, used to live what, you know, two miles from me, but I, for some reason, I didn't get world championship uh, or no, world class uh, wrestling out of Texas. Um, 
but uh, obviously I saw him on magazines. And then when I met Vinny in 88 and I started coaching him and we became friends, he, he, that's why he talked about, right? World-class, world-class, and the Von Erics, Von Erics. Uh, I knew about him in the magazines, but then got up to him, uh, more re- acquainted with him when he came to WWF, now WWE. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on Kerry Von Erich? Kerry uh, Von Erich was one of the best superstars um, when you get into the territories and you start looking at um, when things were divided up, the Von Erichs owned a certain part of the country and there was, um, they, they, nobody could ever beat Ric Flair. It was impossible to win the NWA title at one point And they set it up where Kerry Von Erich actually did it. He did it at the, um, I forget what stadium that was, but it was, it may have been Dallas, uh, Texas stadium. Maybe Texas, yeah, it was a Texas stadium. Texas yeah. Packed, yeah. Packed outdoor stadium sold out. Yeah. Well, it was after his brother passed. Was it David? I'm not sure. I want to say it was the older one. Uh, yeah, maybe it was David. But that, that was um, that was set up as the biggest thing, and because it was right after he passed, and um, they had a sold out crowd, and it was just pandemonium the whole time. And, and, and Kerry won it. Um, you know, um, fell to some hard times, which. Um, a lot of the Von Erichs did, but yeah. some of the moves back then with, with Kerry Von Erich, um, he was able to put the the whole Von Erich package together. Um, the the good wrestling, the scientific wrestling, a little bit of high flying, and then he had the he had the looks and he had the sure, you know, yeah. physique and everything that the other Von Erichs didn't have. And um, you know, probably if he never got in, uh, you know, hurt his hurt his lost part of his foot and. And, he, and the thing with him is nobody even knew it. Um, you know, he hurt his foot in that motorcycle accident, and that kind of kind of took away from things. Or he may have been the uh, you know you know a, a Hulk Hogan type of, of wrestler on you know the national level, not just the the territories. But um, sure. that whole group, um, that whole Von Erich group, was was pretty special wrestling. Rick. Yeah. I- I was thinking earlier today as I was kind of trying to go over uh, the the wrestlers we were going to talk about, I was thinking that it's a shame that we didn't get to see Kerry Von Erich in, in, in the eighties, you know, in the, in the, the early and late eighties until he finally came to uh, the WWF. Um, And by that time, and, and it's amazing, like Nick alluded to, it's amazing that he was doing it with half a foot at that point when he was with the WWF. I mean, they said he wouldn't even shower in front of the guys without his boots on, without his wrestling boots on, because he didn't want anybody to know. He didn't have a foot at all. He didn't have a foot. He lost his foot. Yeah, there were very few people that knew that. Right. You know, he had a prosthetic that he wore with his with his wrestling boots, but he never he never showed the guys. He never he like you said, he showered with his boots on. So nobody would know, you know, they, they had to start, they had to be thinking, wait a minute, <laughs> why is he doing that? But it's a shame that we never really got to see the Von Air family, the, you know, with Fritz Von Air, who had been around since the fifties and doing the, doing the, 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 the whole Nazi thing back in the fifties and all the that. Iron Claw. And then and the Iron Claw, they all became baby faces, you know, in Texas and the WCCW. And uh, I, I, you know, and then you saw what, 
and then McMahon did the whole Texas tornado thing, which was everybody knew who the guy was. Yeah, on, I, I never got that. I never, I never understood. I, I never understood why McMahon. McMahon did it to Tony Atlas too with the Sava Simba nonsense. <laughs> yeah, just, you know. but anyway, it, it's a shame that we never really got to see him at his best at his prime. And Bo, that family. If you've ever watched the dark side of the ring about the Von right, Eric family, right, right, oh my right. gosh, you know they, they were they were just just a, just a star-crossed family. Just just an awful, you know what that family went through, right? And and what they if what they could have been, like Nick said, nationally. I mean they they had their territory locked down. They had they had the the, the Southwest just absolutely locked knocked, locked down, but. You know, if they if they if they stay off the drugs, if they you know battle, they successfully battle the depression and all that stuff. You know, what they could have done nationally would have been mind-boggling because of how popular they were in a small part of the country. And I think that would have translated to uh, to 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 the whole country. I, I agree. You know, obviously with their father owning uh, world class, uh, they weren't going to go anywhere, but. Um, yeah, he had, uh, he, he was missing a foot and I never knew that he had that walk. But I just thought he had, you know, style, you know what I'm saying? He had pizzazz to him yeah. and, and he yeah. had a great look and the interviews were okay. But you know, when you have that kind of a look, you can kind of forgive the, you know, he wasn't a 10 in my opinion on the mic, but, but again, you can overlook it. But, uh, I never understood the Texas tornado thing. He didn't have to do that. Um, but yeah. I, I really, I liked him a lot whenever they announced that he was coming, remember they used to do kind of a tease and, and, and it's like, wow, yeah. he's coming here because well, that's how we used to say it. He's coming here. Right. When Ric Flair right. and I believe 92, right. they said, oh, he's coming here in the wrestling world. They would call it coming to New York. We would just say coming here, but yeah, it, it was tragic right. that what, what happened to the family. Uh, I don't think any of them with the exception of Kevin who's still living. Uh, I think he lives in Hawaii. Uh, he was very yeah. successful in real estate, and I think is a is a financial investor as well. But and he, I think he owns the rights now to World Class. Um, so I think I'm pretty sure, almost positive. But um, uh, you know, Piper passed in '61, Rocky '76, Snuka '74, Kerry Von Eric was 33 um, you know, with the suicide. But I don't think the rest of the Von Erics made it past 30. 30, I don't think, uh, except for Kevin, which is like you said, uh, Rick, it was just tragic. Uh, and, and they yeah. were, you, you know, the phrase rock stars, they were rock stars out there. Yeah. Well, like Nick said, the, the, the fact that they, the fact that they thought so much of Kerry that they, that they booked him to beat Flair, who was unbeatable, That's right. like Nick said at the time. I mean, nobody was beating him. None, right. none of the, none of the all timers at that time were beating Flair. And they thought so much of Kerry that they booked him to win. And that, that, that tells you everything you need to know. Right. And, you know, the thing that as, as, a, as a team, when they fought the uh, Freebirds, that was oh. huge out there. I mean, they just and, and they would yeah. main event, main event. main. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the W uh, McMahon gets credit for WrestleMania and those big matches. And obviously mm-hmm. before that in 72, when Bruno fought. Morales, Pete Morales and Shea Stadium, and in in uh, yeah. '76 when they fought in Shea Stadium, and then in '80 they fought in Shea Stadium, the showdown at Shea. Uh, but but don't forget, world class. They used to fight at the Dallas, uh, whatever they called it, where the Cowboys played. I'm pretty sure. Sporting 
Gino well, Hernandez. Was, that, and, right, that was the indoor, the indoor thing, the sports. I'm talking about right. Out, oh, the Texas Stadium, outdoor, yeah. Texas yeah. Stadium is where they, yeah. Right, yeah. Gino Hernandez, uh, Chris and, Adams, and Gino Chris Hernandez. Adams. Yeah, but Chris I mean, Adams, but, the, but the Von Erichs. I mean, bad you to see the bone. Those, right, right. But you see, you see the Von Erichs. The girls would just shake and cry. I mean, they just they were going crazy <laughs> for them, and they, you know, they they brought that. Uh, them to to the uh, to the stadium, and so uh, don't forget about again. My point is, yeah, McMahon brought it to the outdoor stadiums, but world class did it all the time, and, and they sold it out. Yeah. You no, know, Rick, you mentioned the uh, dark side of the ring. It is a shame they had so many tragedies in that family. It's kind of mm-hmm. Kennedy esque, uh, which you hate to say. Yeah, that. yeah, that's well put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a shame. But, um, well, again, we're going to have a series of these, our next series. And I hope you guys can join us again, uh, Rick and Nick, with Dusty Rhodes, the Iron Sheik, Ric Flair, and Nick Bockwinkle. So those are another four uh, major superstars in a wrestling game that we grew up watching and reading about. Uh, Rick and Nick, as always, we, we talk about this all the time, and I was looking forward to doing this show. And w- we could really talk about this, each guy, for two hours, all the memories that we yeah. have. But uh, thank you both for being on the show, as always. And real quick, always a ha- pleasure, uh, happy birthday it. to Mrs. Kaplack. Um, but uh, Nick's mom, she, she's the best. Love Mrs. Kaplack. But uh, we'll have you guys on again. So thank you both. Thanks, Claudia. Okay, guys. Talk to all you right. soon. Okay, everyone, hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. We, we talk uh, wrestling all the time, and I decided, hey, let, let's have a show about that. And uh, like I said, well, I know for a fact we could do these shows for hours talking about the guys we grew up watching. Um, as always, want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and the outros. Thank you, Rick. Adam Zaluf, my fantastic producer. Our great sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cabot Avenue, Trafford, Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Criminal Defense Attorney Eric jackson Lori with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412 412- 963-9308 and my policy quote call Lou Raganti call him on his cell at 412-609-9963 or visit mypolicyquote.com I have some insurance that he hooked me up with and I'm very happy with it Lou's a great guy he'll take care of you make sure you mention our show my book lead from the heart up not to neck up how to create a positive winning culture on the field and in the office you can get it on my website at claudiorelsano.com Barnes & Noble and Robinson Township the uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, the boxing authorities with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokey Jim Frazier and myself. Go to Channel Box and click on the WBC Live. Another podcast that do Pennsylvania Basketball Coaches Association podcast. Go to www.pa-bca.org. And I got some new shows coming up I'll tell you about. And don't forget about ClintHurdle.com for inspirational uh, messages through email every morning. As always, thank all of you for listening. And thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
is that when I talk to my mom, she can't understand me. She gets so cranky and irritable. Well, your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds, and that leaves her trying to guess what you said. This makes conversation exhausting for her. Can we help her? Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again. If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455. Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for. Law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric. Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Are you tired of paying too much for health insurance? With those enormous premiums, you lose yardage, then get sacked with all the upfront costs. What are you paying for? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412-609-9963. 